Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited because I have a special guest. It's my mama. So we always, you know, FaceTime and chat and we were like, why don't we just have you on the podcast? So you want to say hi, mama? Hi, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Super excited to, you know, just ask questions. Like I, for me personally, like even just as a daughter, like having this documented of just like, you know, our conversation and asking you certain questions and being able to kind of have fun with this is like the main thing for me. And then for anybody listening, you know, um, being able to kind of just listen in for fun, get a little bit of a sneak peek on where I got all my awesomeness from. Aww. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll kind of go from there. But of course, mom, you know, there's so many like certain questions that I just want to ask you and then we'll have fun with it. Sound That's good? Not- oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, cool. So my first question, mother, mm. is... We're going to, like, I have some questions that are actually about, you know, obviously, you know, you having a family and, you know, Mm -hmm. memories and things like that. But I also kind of want to go to, like, prior to, like, having a family. Okay. So, obviously, I know who your first love was. But, (laughs) you know, I want to kind of just hear the story of, like, what was it like falling in love? Um who was your first love? I'm assuming it was dad, but you never know. <laughs> I'm just kind of hearing like, I, I know I've heard this story, you know, multiple times, but just hearing from like your perspective, what was it like falling in love? And mm-hmm. what would be your advice for women listening who maybe are single or, you know, they want to have a marriage that lasts very, very long, but maybe they didn't see that growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just like, yeah, would be nice, but like, I've never seen that happen for me. Um, maybe they fall in love with the wrong people. Um, so I kind of want to just hear what was it like falling in love with dad mm-hmm. and, you know, what would be your advice for women who are like wanting to fall in love, but maybe they're just a little tainted. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Well, so first of all, I just want to say I'm so excited that we're doing this. Um, I think it's so great that there's platforms like this that can document, you know, moms and daughters talking because I didn't get that opportunity with my mom to really ask her about her life. And I remember you and I a few years ago, remember the journal we started with each other that I would write in it. And then the next day you would respond and we just kind of were journaling that. And I, you know, so this is really awesome and I love this and I'm very proud of my daughter people. So I'm just going to put that in there. Um, So in, in um, to answer your question, um, you know, I think that, you know, there is no secret sauce to love. Um, I don't think there's any wrong relationship. I think that everything is there to teach us. Um, Before I met your father, I definitely thought I was in love with someone and really, and a a few times I thought I was in love. In my teenage years, I was totally head over heels with someone and it was all emotions, all emotions that can kind of 
drive you and make you do crazy, stupid things. And I did a lot of crazy, stupid things. And then I learned from it and I was like, oh, okay, so this isn't it. And then I fell in love in my 20s, but it was not reciprocated. And I really had to learn from that situation that I needed to get my value and my self-worth from myself. And I needed to really work on myself and become a complete being within my own self and uh, before I could really uh, open myself to someone else. And when I did that, um, I was dating. I, I just, you know, I would date off and on, but just was really getting to know people and would build friendships with other um, individuals. And so by the time I met your father who, yes, I do. He is the love of my life. He truly is. Um, I believe in soulmates. He is my soulmate. Um, And anyone can define that the way that they want. But for me, it's just he and I have a level of spiritual connection, soul connection. And I know that can sound very woo-woo, but there's just, um, we, we just choose each other every single time. You know, and I think that's what love is. It's just re-choosing as and allowing each other to grow individually through all of the seasons of life, through when we had kids, when we were just on our own together, when we went through financial struggles together and coming through that and, and just, you know, all of the stress that comes upon that because love is not all ooey gooey, wonderful feelings. It's just right. choosing this individual again and again because, yeah, I, I choose you. I can see the value in our relationship. And there is a reciprocity that happens between the two of us that, that is, um, you know, we value each other. We truly do. And so I don't know if that answered anything, but that's, oh, that's sort of my journey. Yeah. No, I love that. I love but it continues you- and it continues. Yeah, I love what you said about like, yeah, there's no right or wrong relationship in the sense that for those who are in, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, who are like, oh, see, it's not the wrong relationship listening to this. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but like everything is meant to teach you. And I right. feel like we all in our life have those like the like top three, not top three relationships, but like it's almost like each relationship is an initiation to mm. growth, um, until you land in the one where the growth is now meant to be with that person. It doesn't need to be like, you know, I remember even when I first started dating Daniel, I'm like, you know, you wonder like, is this going to be, you know, where I'm going to help him grow? And then it's like, okay, bye. And, you know, or is he going to help me grow? And then it's like, okay, bye. Like you kind of wonder, is this going to, well, at least I wonder, is this going to be a relationship where it's like, you know, to the end, or is it going to be another one of those like life chapter you know, relationships. And I feel the same way that you felt with dad of like, no, and me and him say this every day, like we choose each other every day because even you said like, you believe in soulmates. I believe in soulmates too. I just believe we don't have one soulmate. I believe we have probably a million soulmates, but we probably meet that person. And then we have to choose them every day, every day, not have to, but we get to, and we want to choose them every day through the struggles. It's like, I don't care. Like that could be another potential. That could be another potential. That could be another potential. There's going to be potentials 
all around. The grass will be greener if you want it to be, but like right. I choose you every day. So yeah. I love that. Um, and yeah, I think it was important for me too. like, uh, you know, I, I do feel really blessed the fact that I was able to have you and dad, like, um, you know, just growing up, like, you know, having that, you know, just togetherness. Right. And, um, seeing, mm. I do believe that, you know, even if you didn't have that growing up, you can still, of course, like have that exposure I think that's, I think that's, you know, it's like you said earlier, everybody has a different life experience. You know, I grew up, um, my mom and dad, you know, they stayed married and were, you know, I, I believe that would have stayed married had my mother not passed in 2009, but, you know, to my dad, you know, my mom was his soulmate, but growing up, I wouldn't necessarily look at their relationship and go, oh my God, that's what I want. Um, I think because I could recognize now as as an older adult that my parents had their own life experiences that was brought into the family dynamic. And I made a decision, um, how I wanted to how I envisioned my family to be. There was no communication in my family. There was not, you didn't hear, um, you know, people saying they love each other. There was no emotional connection there. Um, Unfortunately, my parents were emotionally unavailable. I grew up in the day and age of, uh, you know, children are seen and not heard. And so you kind of grew up in your own little nuclear, your own little bubble within a family and, and really no, no communication. So I made a decision at a very young age that I was going to have a different experience and that my children were going to have a different experience. Right. And I think that's why we worked really hard to really make sure that you guys knew you were loved and witnessing that with, you know, me and your father. So, and right. I, I only wanted to say that because I know anyone listening to this, you know, um, there, you know, there's no pie in the sky. There's just, it's just what you decide you want and what you're worthy of and what you value and, and making that with someone else, making that with yourself and, and how, however that looks. So, cause we yeah. all didn't grow up in a, you know, not all of us grew up in a happy, I think most of us grew up in dysfunctional families. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. No, I love that you mentioned that too, because I know a lot of people who grew up in dysfunctional families and they have beautiful families and beautiful marriages because that's actually why they, they like wanted to create their own home and cry away from what they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, like the opposite. Right. Um, but yeah, what I really meant to say was that I'm just like grateful because I know how rare it is to actually grow up in like a healthy two-parent household, even though, you know, like nobody's perfect, like, you know, right. but like, I'm just always grateful for that because I know how rare it is. And I, I do feel like it, you know, I mean, honestly, I could say that it made it easier, but I also had like my own toxic relationship and right. so I don't know. Yeah, I had another question, but I, I actually kind of wanted to change the question okay. based on what you said. So, you know, you mentioned your mom a couple of times and just like dealing, obviously, like with the passing of her and grandma, which we love so much. And we know she's probably here, like, like smiling over us doing this podcast together. Mm. But, 
you know, obviously, ew, no crying. <laughs> no, I don't want to say ill, yeah. but like, <laughs> anyway, so, um, it's okay. Yeah, so it's probably the coffee too. Like no, it's, it's real. Good. It's real. You know, I that's know. what we want people to know. It's, it's all good, you know? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, why did I go down this? <laughs> no, but um, you we're know, going with it. I know, but obviously, you know, we're you know growing up. Yes. I just can't think of like losing you one day. Oh, baby. Like, like I try not to think about it. Obvious, obviously. I mean, but I guess my question was like, you know, with like, you know, like, obviously knowing that. Death is a part of life. Right. And it it doesn't mean, you know, something that I always remember is that, like, I'm going to pass one day, too. Mm -hmm. We're all going to be reunited one day, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that, like, you know, I like to hold on to is that, like, we're all going to be reunited one day. Like, there is no, like, never again, you know? It's always, like, see you later. Right. But obviously, in this physical world, (laughs) you miss that tangible Right. Physical right. Uh, relationship. So, you know, when that day does come far into the future, <laughs> what is it that you want me to remember and, mm. you know, our family and, you know, my children? Like, <laughs> what, yeah, what would you want us to know? Mm. Wow. Okay. Yes, the tears is flowing today. <laughs> Not all these other questions. I'm like, wait, let's go down here. <laughs> wow, you know, it is. That's a that's a a beautiful question. Um, you know, I think, you know, when I think of grandma and I think of my mom, you know, she, you know, she was such a beautiful soul, and she is a beautiful soul. Um, she was the, the love of all of our lives. You know, she just, she just exuded love. She was such a gentle, quiet spirit. And, oh my goodness, what is going on? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And, you know, I think looking back, I always, I was a lot like you. I never imagined my mother, my parents passing. I just, I was so naive, like, they're just yeah. going to be here forever. Like, I just, it never crossed my mind that my mother would pass away so suddenly and so unexpectedly. And it was just a, such a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I was literally just getting to know her. Like, I, I took it for granted, not asking all the things that I wanted to ask her today like just wanted to know what were her dreams? What was she like as a teenager? What was, you know, I knew about how she fell in love with my father and how they met. I knew that story, but just, 
you know, and I, I picture her sitting at that table. This is the image I have of my mother sitting at um, the kitchen table. She always had her coffee cup. She would make Sanka. It's called Sanka coffee. <laughs> it's instant coffee. And she would always have her Sanka coffee. And she would always just be sitting there and she smoked. I hated that she smoked, but she did smoke. She'd have her cigarette. And she was so quiet. And I look back at that and I wonder what she was thinking about. You know, what were what were her ponderings? What was her, you know, what was she all about? And I think for me, for my kids, is I want you to, to know me. And I think I show you guys. I think that's probably why I raised you guys the way that I did, just in your face, chasing you. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Where are you going? I mean, I was just in your life because I didn't, even though my mother, you know, she, 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 she was in her own way. Um, but we just didn't get to know each other in that way. And I, I think for me with my kids and um, with you as a daughter is I just, I want you to, I want you to just know what love is and I want you to feel loved, know that you're loved, um, to speak your voice. Um, if I were ever, you know, God willing, I'm going to be here for a long time, <laughs> but I just I want you to know that you were loved. I that's that's really what my 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 biggest uh, wish is is that each of my children, as individuals, as their own personality, that I loved you, that you were loved, and that you are loved. That's really what I want you to know. Uh, well, we definitely know that. That's for sure. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And yeah. And, you know, I, it's like you said, you already know, you know, like how you choose to go and that's going to be late in, you know, old <laughs> age with dad, with your family around you and God willing, right? Feeling, I have a vision of how that's going to look. And I have yeah. some grandbabies. Would yes. be nice. No, I see my grandbabies. Like I have me some grandbabies. They're going to be with us. Yes. Um, you know, healthy, happy. And I think that's why it's so important that you and dad, you know, especially dad, like move to DR to just, like yeah. dad looks like the happiest he's ever been. Like I yeah. remember like how stressed he was. Like yeah, he, his health did not look good. And I think that's always like the scary thing for like a kid. Sure. Like, seeing your parents like not look healthy. It's like mm-hmm. worrying. It's like, mm you know, all you want for your parents is for them to be happy, healthy, you know, and, you know, so you can have them forever, you know, like you don't want them to engage in unhealthy activities or, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. But like you want yeah. them to be healthy, happy. And a big part of that is stress. And I remember like how stressed he was. And so like knowing that like he's like a kid again in DR running around all day and, yeah. you know, just living his best life and you're you know coming into your own identity outside right. of being mother and getting into your writing and mm. your podcast which by the way everyone listening my mom is starting her own podcast so Ooh. listen in on that 
Um, more details coming soon. Yes. But my mom is the best. You know, I'm sure if, even if you're listening to this, like she is, you know, even for those who wish that they had that kind of relationship with their mom or whatever, like I know that, that my mom's podcast is going to be like that safe haven for you to kind of just get that nurturing, that wisdom, um, which is why you need to do, you're doing it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but my next question for you, mom, because, you know, you mentioned how like with your mom, you wanted to know like, what were her dreams? What were her fondest memories? Like what were things, you know? Um, and so I want to kind of go into those questions. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm looking at my questions and I'm kind of trying to choose like which one I actually want to go through. Okay. So yeah. Um, actually, you know, thinking of like your mom kind of, and your parents kind of being the more quiet types and even people who grew up in that same, you know, they, they call it, um, I forgot what they called it, but the latchkey kids, latchkey kids, but what do they call the parents? Like the like they were pretty much silent because they were so, they went through so much trauma through the historical events that they went through. Right. right? So it's crazy to think about like Mm. just even, you know, America and like you grew up in those historical events. Like imagine grandma and grandpa. Right. The racism, the trauma that they probably have, right. That makes it, probably very difficult to open up their heart, you know? Right. Um, And so I actually kind of want to ask you, like, what were some of the historic, I mean, I kind of know what historical events you lived through, but what was it like? Because, you know, I was born in a time of like technology and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, progressiveness. And it's still like, there was that sense of progression back then, but like, what was it like? growing up in that time in like the 60s 70s like I know the 70s were like a happy time apparently but I don't know like I was born in like 1998 you got the 2000s you know it's just completely different so I'm just I want to like go back in time to when you were like a little girl like what was it like living in that time Mm. You know, I mean, I'm not that old, okay? First of all, <laughs> I don't mean like that. Like, oh, what was it like in that age? Yeah. But just like how different, you know, like do you feel like, you know, what you went through? As far as experiences? Or, well, you know, I, I got to say, you know, I... I <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, what historical events did you live through? Um, you know, it, it, it's it's really interesting that you asked me that question because I I, I don't I I really use this very lightly because I'm I'm trying to choose my words. I feel like I missed that um that part of my life in terms of the experience of my parents' experience, their lived experience. I'm, I'm sorry, someone just keeps... Uh... Journey. <laughs> I thought these things were supposed to go to uh, do not disturb. When you put do not disturb, that the... the, yeah, the people the can click notify anyway, so... Oh, got you. Okay. But um, 
you know, I think those are questions I would have loved to ask my parents. Right. And um, in their lived experience during those times, I think I experienced their their quietness of their lived experience. Right. Um, their pain, their suffering, whatever they went through, they never shared those experiences with me. Um, I believe my father witnessed a lot, experienced a lot. Uh, my mother grew up in the South. Um, right. And, you know, like I said, my mother didn't talk. So she, I didn't, I, I don't know her lived experience um, with racism and things like that. And, and, and my father was very, um, I used to call him the James Earl Jones, you know, he just, you know, very stoic, very, you know, he's bigger than life. His whole energy just filled up our whole home. And there was, I could tell there was a lot that he was battling with because he not only, um, you know, um, grew up in those times and most definitely probably experienced a lot of racism. He also was in the Vietnam War, uh, I think he joined when he was 17 um, into, you know, Air Force. So, you know, I just, and those are the things, it's like, those are the things that you wish you would have asked. And I still have my father and I, we're, we're now beginning to unpack his life. And he's, he's only now in his eighties really being vulnerable and being willing to share those painful moments. Like he just cannot, watch any movie or any show that has the N word in it. Like he just, he doesn't care. Like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear it. And it makes me get emotional because I think to myself, how many times he heard that? Yeah. You know, I think I heard it once in my life towards me, some knucklehead kid in um, elementary in passing, you know, just said it out to me. And I remember how shocking it was to my system and there's such ignorance. It's such an ignorant um, thing that humans, that we can treat each other, uh, no matter what color you are, um, based on the color of your skin. It's just so small-minded. And we're so much more than the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I... So my lived experience, I was very sheltered. My dad was in the Air Force, so we grew up on Air Force bases. And we had different cultures in our home, white, black, uh, brown, you know, whatever have you. They were all from different backgrounds. And my parents never raised me to hate. They never raised me to know, um, you know, uh, they never taught me... um, different colors of skin. It wasn't about that. It was about humans. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents just, especially my dad, he just could connect with anybody, you know? And and I think that's something that I learned from my dad is just accepting everybody, just accepting everyone. Um, He just, he just is that kind of person. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but I think- you know, I, I I experienced my own, um, you know, I don't know, it's kind of racism kind of within my own race, which was interesting to me. Um, 
because of the color of my skin, which I found very interesting. So my experiences negatively were more so within my own um, race um, than it was from another, which I find very, and then that's a whole other story. And that's a whole other thing to unpack and why we do that with each other. Um, I think it's just kind of taught in, it's kind of like, put in us to, 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 to look at each other differently. And, uh, but I'm not even going to go down that road (laughs) right now. It all comes down to like pain. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, that's really where it comes from is just pain. And, you know, the only thing that can really heal that pain is love. So um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the way that I asked the question was like, the events that you lived through, but really knowing that, you know, like, you know, yeah, what was it like to be the daughter of parents mm-hmm. who went through that? Like, that's honestly effing crazy, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just is so, it's still, it's say, I say it's crazy because it, it's like we've made so much progress, but it's kind of like, it's not like it was mad long ago either. Like my grandpa is still living, you know, like yeah. it's kind of weird, but we're making progress and all of that. And, you know, I know that you were military brat, like you say that, like, you know, being brought into all these different bases and, you know, I'm curious, like what that was like. I know you said that there was, you know, so many different kids and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, different, everybody's just different, you know, all of that. But what was that like for you? you know, just always kind of moving everywhere? Was that stressful? Was it fun? Did you right. like really make connections to people? Do you feel like, how did that, how did that, do you think shaped you? Like just always mm. kind of moving around all the time, if that was the case? Yeah. You know, there were some, there were fun parts of it. And then there were the downsides because literally we would move every six months to a year whenever my father got stationed somewhere else. So you really didn't feel rooted or grounded. Um, I think, you know, because there were four of us. I have, you know, two brothers and a sister, and I was the middle child. And, you know, I think we all handled it differently. I think my sister, she's very independent. She's, you know, she just, you know, kind of goes out there and she gets her life. Um, my brothers handled it very differently. Um, you know, um, um, both of them sort of had different ailments that kind of kept them limited in, in many aspects um, that affected them. Now, for me individually, I think there was a bit of adventure in it because I did love the travel aspect of it. I loved getting in the car and we would drive and stop and, you know, on the side of the road at a picnic table and eat cold chicken and, you know, sodas and, and, and chips and, and just kind of have, it was just this freedom of just being on the road. Um, but I think this other part of me just was so, um, I didn't know my place. So, cause there was always a new place I think some individuals would have looked at it as an adventure as far as, ooh, someone new to get to know in a new school and all of that. For me, it caused me to go more inward and more, you know, and I was, you know, because we were so sheltered growing up on a, on a, uh, Air Force base, um, you literally were like in an, and, you know, like kind of like a, it was the base. That's what you lived on. You had to, there was a guard at the gate, you know, with, you know, their guns and you couldn't get on, 
without being having to live there. And um, so the outside world was like freakazoid to me. Like it was crazy when my dad retired and we went into the real world, so to speak. Um, and I, it just, I was very sheltered. So I was very shy, extremely shy, like very shy. Like I, I just like would hide. Mm -hmm. And I think it's affected me today. I think that's why I, I went into my books. Mm -hmm. I read a lot. Um, I love, um, you know, fantastical books, mad, anything that had to do with magic and all the things. And, and I, I wrote, I wrote every day. I was always journaling on my thoughts, my feelings. And I think that's why I, I have, you know, become a writer. Um, not that I became one. I just, the natural <laughs> progression that it was always in there and it came out as I, when I was older, as I am today. So I don't know if I answered your question, but, um, no, it's, yeah, it's, we're just having a conversation, but I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, you've always been a writer, but like, I remember, I don't know if you remember when we had those big, ugly e-machines computer <laughs> and there was like no Wi-Fi. So what would we do? We would play like the little Sudoku or like that you know, game, like in the settings, like, do you guys know, like listening to this growing up, like the game in the settings, like the little poker game and like the, it's like, those are the only games you had. So I was, you remember up. that? Of course I do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I remember writing. I loved writing. Wow. Like, Y'all listening. I wrote books. Okay. Like books. <laughs> In the e-machine journey, would write journey. You and Journey, like literally every single day, she, you were writing. She was writing story, always on her command. And I'm like, what happened? Maybe it'll show up later in life, but she just won't even write anymore. I know you journal a lot. I know it's, you journal. It's like a. It's just a reconnecting. I think to that imagination I think yeah because, and it's funny like how like when I got into middle school the stories changed and they were less like imaginative and mystical and they were more like I was I was like I don't know I was always I'm always I've always been into like dark psychology and like just more of that stuff that's what always like what I was into and so I would create books around like more like <laughs> when I say darker things nothing like crazy but just like more like more real life things and it would be I would always have the music like the soundtrack of like music would really get my brain going and kind of right but I feel like as you kind of grow up if you don't nurture that it's not that you lose it like you can always reconnect to that but I just felt like it was so much more like when I was little where I mean you remember with my videos and I would just make all of these movies and it was like, okay, you're going to be this, and this is what happens. And then we have the two sisters, Amber and Ember, and one of them is evil, and they're twins. And one, and I love one, it. Just like, you know, just that kind of has always been there, that creative. And then as you grow up, it's not that you lose it, but you just become more, I don't know, like. You're distracted more. You get busy with life. And yeah, you know, that imagination you know, that's so fraught with life. And, the, ch you know, I think that's why, you know, in the scriptures, it says, you know, become childlike, you mm -hmm. know, come like children, because what are children? They're just, they're present. They're, they're, yeah. they 
They're not trying, you know, if they're being anything, they're imagining. They're like, oh, I'm going to be this and you're going to be that. And we're going to create this world and we're going to live in this moment. And it's it's exciting and it's wonderful. And we have forgotten. It's not that it's not in us still. It's not that it's not there. It's just that we're, you know, the the world that we live in is set up where it just constantly keeps us so busy, so distracted. Right. You know, do, 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 work, 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 get, 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 chase, chase, chase. And I know that, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying about your father and me, where, you know, we both just have gotten tired, you know, it's right. getting back to that just play, you know, and figuring that out and not really concerning ourselves with, you know, the getting of things, but really being you know, uh, like children again, um, and just allowing ourselves to, you know, experience life in a way that is more receiving and more uh, allowing our imaginations and and stepping out on, you know, what they say, faith, you know, stepping out in faith and the things that are scary and wonderful um, and not so much of, let me do this so that I can get that, you know, um, you know, we did that. We, we've been there, done that. But I love that my kids, that you guys really have gotten such a, um, you know, uh, that you guys are doing those things now, you know, and I think that we fed you guys that possibilities, possibilities, possibilities. And I think that's why you guys have been so successful in your life because you still have that imagination, which I think can be practical as well. You know, you can use that imagination to fulfill your dreams and your goals. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's how I, you know, manifest. You got to visualize, you got to create, you got to always that realistic Honestly, like F, what's re- what what determines what's realistic? Like what you see, what you think is capable, what you're, what's believable for you, right? right? Like just because you don't believe you can get that far, don't mean I can't. So you keep your <laughs> limitations <laughs> to yourself, right? But like right. I saw this quote the other day where, um, and I also heard it on a podcast, but they were talking about how like we don't, we're already abundant beings, like we're already that, we're already these light beings like that's just what we are but we create our own limitations it's not that we are limited and then we need to attract abundance like we are already abundant but we right. create limitations so we have to like shut off the limitations and then we will naturally just allow that stream of abundance to flow because it's our birthright it's just natural it's like what we're that's that's our birthright and i i never thought of it that way like i always thought like you have to you know, earn abundance or become abundant or whatever. And you might based on like your current situation, like you might have to remember that and do the shedding of like all the inauthentic things mm-hmm. that just don't like, they don't serve you anymore. Um, the scarcity mindset or the fear that maybe you were conditioned with. Right. But we were never born that way. We're not born fearful and scarce and with like limitations and we're born the opposite, but we become conditioned Right. So, um, you know, I'm, by the way, for those listening, my mom has written and published her first book, her first 
young adults book and it's in the works of like all of that. So send my mom like good energy, you know, visualize it for her. Um, and more on that soon, but like you're making it happen, mom, right? Like you're literally, which brings me to my next question, because I know you always say like your purpose in life was to be a mom, like your purpose in life was to be a nurturer. Yeah. Cool. But like, if you never had a family, right? Like maybe it was just you, like in a parallel universe, let's Mm. just play with this. If we're going to talk about imagination. Uh Oh, okay. Let's go play with it. You know, a client asked me this the other day and I still was struggling to kind of like leave what my desires are. Like now I'm like, I don't really see myself, you know, like in a parallel universe, like this is what I want. But if we could just play with this idea of like in a parallel universe, you know, you're in a parallel universe where maybe your destiny like wasn't to have a family or your destiny wasn't to like have a bunch of kids and, you know, be the matriarch like that wasn't your destiny Mm -hmm. what what do you feel like your life would look like Mm. oh well well you know um you know before I had kids I always it's so funny my friends always said I thought you were going to be the jet setter and traveling and doing all the things and um you know I, I very much in the arts, very much in the arts, you know, I, I would love to sing like, you know, like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. And I would love to, you know, I just love everything about the arts, whether it's music, learning to play guitar, learning, you know, I would just be, I would just be, um, traveling and meeting all different people, learning all the languages, um, because I want to just know people, you know, in their, in their, um, you know, where they're from and, and how they live and how they think in their language, in their culture. Um, um, writing, I think I just, that's in me. I think that my form of communication to the world is going to be through writing, um, whether that is through books, on platforms, communicating, communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I look, you know, that's an interesting question because I love my life. And what I mean by that, trust and believe I am going through it right now. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait a minute. Okay. It's like, what is happening? Um, this has been very challenging, um, but I wouldn't choose anyone else's life because mm-hmm. what I have is everything I ever wanted is my children, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, for me, like I said, I just believe that that's what I always wanted. Whether it was in a parallel universe, I believe that I just wanted to have children. Maybe... I would do things differently in terms of how I perceived I could live this life with children Mm. and still not limiting myself to going after my goals and dreams. Mm. And I think as moms and as women, and I think that's why I'm moving towards supporting women who are, who have raised kids or are raising kids that they don't, they're not limited 
to that alone, which is a wonderful, beautiful uh, gift. And Taz is raising children, but that's not all they are. And that's all, not all that they can be. There's that they don't have to let go of their dreams. And I take this kind of full circle back to my mother where we, this all started and I get emotional because I wonder if she had dreams and she was so quiet and she, she raised us, but what would my mother, what was it that she desired that she didn't experience and because she had such a different lived experience then and the opportunities were not as available as they are for us and so there is this part of me that wants to honor her by figuring out and honoring what it is that wants to be birthed through me and making sure that I get it out there I haven't figured it out yet I know that writing is there. I know I got that book out. It's not published yet. It's it, I did submit it to a publisher. We shall see what happens if they if they get her, if they get my uh, my character and her story. I hope I communicated it well enough for them. But um, we shall see. But I think that I am being pulled and called to really uh, heal those parts of me. Um, and also my mother and my ancestors to come through that maybe through me, I can raise their voices, whether through its through writing platforms, um, helping other women to, to raise their voices and, and to find their voices and to express it in a way that honors them. Um, yeah. So I think, wow, that was wasn't expecting that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause when you say that, like, like, I wonder what her dreams were and like, what were her things? You know, it's like, okay, well, your children are literally connected to you. So like the things that want to be birthed through you, I believe are the things that your parents subconscious desires, since we are connected, like genetically and like through our DNA like mm-hmm. not only do we hold those ancestral traumas and those generational things but like we mm-hmm. also hold those ancestral desires and those ancestral wants and desires and dreams and so you know like my desires right like even the things that I loved growing up were very similar to the things that you desired right so I could totally see even just grandma like yeah girl, I'll be jet setting, you know, (laughs) traveling around the world. I could see her, you know, totally like into the arts as well. Like, you know, just really soaking in the things and being in galleries and just soaking in. I'm sorry, honey. Your father was calling and then the thing just kind of, it, it said five, four, three, two, one. So I don't know if he interrupted the recording. Um, no, it, on my end, it shows fine. Okay, so okay. mine is going 99%, 91%. I don't know what's going on. I told him yeah. I would call him when I was done. So I don't know what's happening. Hopefully, it's yeah. still recording on your end. It is. Okay. It, show, it says for me, actual recording is higher quality. So yeah. Okay. Um. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, I was saying that like, 
it's like how you said, right? Like honoring those desires that you have coming through you. Um, because I'm sure a lot of those desires are the things that, you know, grandma may have would have wanted, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I'm telling dad to stop. Yeah. That's what I'm doing too. Okay. Did you do? I did the same thing. I'm like, uh, stop calling. <laughs> yeah, people, that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, mom. So my last question for you is Yeah, I mean, I feel like we kind of went through everything. Yeah, um, I have a question. We can end it there. We can full circle it. Um, My question to my daughter is, you know, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned uh, from us as your parents? And what would you say to someone that may not have a great relationship with their parents or with their mother, however you want to ask that. Yeah. Um, I love that question. I would say the biggest things, I mean, I've learned so much, like just like from both of you together, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned and continue to learn is I would say like my one, my independence, Mm -hmm. like literally just, And I don't know if it's like oldest daughter syndrome, but like (laughs) I just always wanted to just go out into the world and like do what I need to do and be independent and create my dream life. I would say that the biggest thing that I've learned from dad is like do no harm, but take no shit. Like, you know, be strong, go out there, do what you need to do. Don't let people walk all over you. Yeah. Um, set boundaries, you know, Yep. he, even though he has his own cynicism with like the world, like (laughs) I still always got from him that like, you can make your dreams happen. You can do those things. And I feel like from you, I've learned honestly, just like, I don't think it's, it's, it's something that I've learned, but more so like who I am because of you less of like, What did I like learn? Like, I feel like I've learned things from dad in the sense of like, okay, this is what I've learned, Mm. like more of a masculine aspect. Right. But like from you, I feel like, like, I felt like dad was always trying to like indoctrinate us into like excellence and, (laughs) you know, in a good way. Right. Right. Like with you, I just felt like it was always, you were always obsessed with making sure that like, we were good. You know, if you felt a shift in our energy, you would always ask us like, what's wrong? And it would like annoy us at the time. But like now that I'm older, like I'm obviously really appreciative of that. And so I feel like I learned from you just like love, period. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, loving others, treating others, you know, the same way you want to be treated. Not You're like the most non-judgmental person ever. Like everyone says it, like all my friends like love you. And so I feel like the main thing that I've learned, obviously from dad too, but like, it's just like that love and just like pure love, literally just loving others, loving life, 
um, mm. doing what I love, you know, chasing my dreams, being in love, loving others. And obviously it's not all, it's easier said than done Yeah, sometimes. Right. Like I think our ego is always going to come in and, you know, want to like not love people, but like I've, I've learned from you just that, that, that love. Um, and yeah. yeah, just like that love. And also I remember like, again, the independence aspect too, like I really did learn from you. Um, cause I remember there was like one time when we were little, uh, I was in the backseat of the car is when we lived in Margate and you turned around and you're like, listen, you always want to have your own, like never, ever, ever rely on a man for like income or whatever, even if you mm. love him, always have your own thing. And I was like, I remember being so little and being like, heard, like it just like wow. clicked in my brain. Remember that. Oh my gosh. I remember that moment. I don't know what was going on. You were like, you turned around, you're like, listen, you better make sure you always have your own money. Like you never rely on a man for money. Um, you never rely on him to like, you know, like we live in like a provider era, you know, men are supposed to provide, but like still have your own thing. Yeah. Um, and so that like really stuck to me. And I don't know if that's because because you were a stay at home mom and it was probably stressful. Right. But just being like, you need to have your own thing. And I was like, OK. And so like I took that. So I feel like I also learned a lot of independence from you, too. Um advice I would give to somebody who maybe doesn't have that same relationship is that, you know, this is just what comes through to me is that like family doesn't like family doesn't need to be blood. Like it can be, wow. like there can also be like chosen family, I think, where it's like, hundred percent. you might always yearn for that relationship with, you know, your mom or your dad, or you might always have that question in the back of your head um, but I, I listened to this podcast a while ago that kind of normal, not normalized, but neutralized where it's like, I mean, this kind of sounds a little bit cynical, but like, like they, they brought you into this world. Yeah. But I think sometimes we create like this, you know, like what could have been, or we might romanticize it, or, you know, like we look at other people's relationships and we want that. And also like you get to create that if it's not available for you with other people. Right. And that yearning might not ever go away. Like I can't imagine like if I was in that position, like I might have that yearning for the rest of my life. Right. But Mm. I can create my own family and create that chosen family where I can fill, get that cup filled. Um, and you know, have that mother figure, father figure who might not be like my biological parents, but like it really, you know, if I was in that position, I would be thinking like, that's just a title. Like, you know, if, if I don't have that good relationship and they're not willing, right? I'm just going to have to like dead that and, you know, kind of, you know, this is my actual mother or my yeah. actual father, my actual, you know, family that I choose because they actually show the characteristics of what family really is, which is caring, you know, being there for each other. And I know a lot of people who have family and the family is a label, but they don't really like right. it's not really, really like family. So that would be my advice there. Oh, I but, that. Yeah. And that's, I think, why it's so important to create, you know, people are, you know, get, getting into communities and finding communities. I love that you said that because 
we're 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 sharing experiences and and you you know you your chosen family that can be anyone and you know you've got your auntie Mishi and auntie Rana and Selwa and my my women my people who are your extended family so you have more than just one mom you know what i mean like you're just and you know you know grandma and you know, your Titi Loli and, you know, Mildred and Melina and, you know, all those women um, that you can have, you know, that, like you said, you chosen, chosen family and your, yeah. your, your friends who are your support system. You, I think that's such a powerful statement you made that about chosen family, because you may not have that. That's, yeah. that was, that was awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I know that like when I have kids and Gabby has kids and Danny and Kiki and like that's going to be their titis is like Titi Gabby and like those are chosen family, right? right? You see them as that. And yeah, so I loved this conversation. It was so good and everything I wanted to mourn. It won't be the last. No, it will not. We are going to do this. I think we should keep it going. Yeah. And you know, like you Maybe said, you have me on yours next. Yes, I'm gonna have you on mine. I'm still, you know, formulating. Uh, right now, it is called the Big Ask, and so we shall yeah. see. Uh-huh. And then, you know, obviously, I'm gonna continue to create space for women through my platforms, on you know, through Montemplative, and you know, creating, you know, writing workshops, and you know, to help them tap into their their passions and their spiritual sides and creative sides. So that we can delve into when I bring you on my show. Yes. I love you so much, baby. I love you. Yes. This was so fun and nice. And I wanted it to be like long too. So this is perfect. Um, And yeah. So thanks to everybody for watching, listening, um, would love to hear your takeaways, you know, what really, what you kind of got from this conversation, you know, even if it was just like nice to listen to, but this is my mama, everybody. And she will be back on here. Um, I'm already thinking about like mother's day special and like all the things I'm like already thinking about so much, but love it. I love you so much, mom. I love you. Too. I'm going to go ahead and stop this recording. All right. And Goodbye. Yeah. Love you. Okay. Hold on. Okay. How do you...